You're listening to the Mark White Show. That's a good how do you do. <laughs> Have you been searching for a rewarding career as labor, skilled labor, or lead man supervisor? Premier Structures may have the career you've been looking for. Premier Structures offers three stages of profit sharing, 70% of health insurance covered for individuals, and plenty of room for growth. Premier Structures is located in Athens, Alabama, and serves all of North Alabama, and is licensed in Alabama and Tennessee. To find your career with Premier Structures, go to premierstructures.com or give them a call at 256-232-2092. Bob Sykes Barbecue Restaurant has been a staple in Birmingham, Alabama for decades and is celebrating its 65th anniversary. This history is shared in a new book, From the Pit to the Plate, the story of Bob Sykes Barbecue by Birmingham author Nikki Sepsis. The book is a story told by the Bob Sykes family of how Bob Sykes Barbecue is much more than a beloved family business. It's a restaurant that honors a southern culinary tradition of food and fire. Bob Sykes Barbecue also is a fixture in the greater Birmingham area and even beyond, bringing diverse crowds of diners from the metro area and all over the country to Bessemer every day of the week, except Sunday, for award-winning barbecue. For more information about Bob Sykes Barbecue, go to bobsykes.com. Sykes is spelled S-Y-K-E-S. Sometimes life brings you a moment you always will remember. Some of nature's most beautiful creations framed by places we know and cherish. And aren't we in luck that some of life's most memorable scenes are right here at home, all together at Alabama the Beautiful, the group on Facebook, where the eye captures the moment, and it really does last forever. Be sure to check out alabamathebeautifulmagazine.com. With six convenient locations to serve you, Bankston Motorhomes is your local RV dealer. They have some of the top brand name RVs for sale at incredible prices. Whether you are looking for an awesome RV for a long-term road trip or a smaller or more lightweight RV for the occasional weekend getaway, Bankston Motorhomes is here to provide you with some outstanding options and deals that you just won't find anywhere else. For more information, go to bankstonmotorhomes.com or visit one of their six convenient locations in Huntsville, Florence, Warrior, Albertville, and Ardmore in Nashville, Tennessee. That's Bankston Motorhomes. At Fuquay's Soul Food Restaurant, you can enjoy all-you-can-eat meats, home-cooked vegetables, and homemade desserts. Fuquay's Soul Food Restaurant is located in Rogersville, Alabama. Fuquay's can also take care of your catering and party needs. Check them out on Facebook or give them a call at 256-607-7120. A new location is coming soon to Hartsville, Alabama, so stay tuned for all your needs, I suggest J. Calvert Farm, located three miles south of Dodge City on Highway 69, exit 299 off Interstate 65. J. Calvert Farm currently has Give them a call at 256-636-2752. That's J. Calvert Farm in Dodge City, Alabama. J. Calvert Farm. Hey everybody, this is Daryl Worley, and you're listening to The Mark White Show. Hey, step up and make a difference like he does. This is Nico Johnson from Andalusia, Alabama, assistant football coach at University of Texas. Be where your feet are. You listen to The Mark White Show. Hey y'all, this is Jeff Foxworthy, and you, yeah, you can make a huge difference in somebody's life. You just may not have figured out how yet, and that's why you're listening to The Mark White Show. Hi, I'm Crystal Gale, and you're listening to The Mark White Show, and one smile can make a difference. 
Hello, I'm Gene Stallings, and this is the Mark White Show. Get off the sideline and get involved and make a difference in your community. You are listening to the Mark White Show. My daddy is your host, Mark White. Welcome to another edition of the Mark White Show. We're coming to you from the Coleman County Public Library. I have with me Mike McGowan. He has just done a presentation here at the library for the young people and older people alike, teaching them about bees and honey. Welcome to the Mark White Show, Mike McGowan. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate you having me on. Good to see you, brother. Yeah. What, what's new these days? Well, I saw that Coleman Library was having your presentation today, and I told Cora, I said, we're on the way to Hueytown to meet a gentleman who is making pizzas that are going into pub, into Piggly Wiggly's. And so we're going to talk to him this afternoon, but I thought we would make a stop here in Coleman and see you before we got well, down there. Well, you happen to have room in your trunk? I, I love <laughs> me some pizza. I, mean, I hope you don't mind some live bees, but, uh, hey, you know. I'm excited to try the pizza and see what this guy's <laughs> doing because it wasn't just about – it wasn't just about 18 years ago that I had the tortilla factory and had a chip business myself. So I know what it's like to try to get a product into the grocery stores. Oh, and I've gone through that process. You yeah, know, I, I would never, never even attempt that. It's I, tough. I could only imagine. So how do you feel to be able to present to these young people today and teach them about, well, your hobby, what you love to do with bees? Well, so you, you hit the nail on the head. First off, you know, beekeeping for me, it's a hobby. It's what I love. Um, I can I can go on into a hive and and it's really a Zen moment listening to the bees. The bees, bees communicate with their wings and their bodies, um, and being able to to give some of that to to the younger generation, these young kids coming up, um, just to know how important a bee is, what a honeybee does, what they do for us. Uh, it's so much more than just giving us honey, uh, and of course you know their parents and and their elders um, just. If they take a little nugget home about pollination and how important pollination is for all of us, uh, without without pollination, we we're down to pasta and bread if we're lucky. Um, so, you know, a lot of that goes to um, insecticides and herbicides. Now, I, I'm not one who who says, hey, you shouldn't use any of this. Maybe maybe more along the lines, what I like to be able to say is, here's some nugget of information. Uh, do a little research and educate yourself, and maybe you'll you'll realize that hey, uh, herbicides and pesticides are best sprayed when the sun's down, and all your pollinators are, for lack of better terms, in bed sleeping. Well, you touched on the major points you wanted the kids to take home with them. Get down into details. Your bees are European bees. I was listening. Yep. And you were teaching the kids some details about these bees and three body parts and the legs. And so they understand what the bees do, the types of bees. You went into that. What are some of the details that you wanted the kids maybe to grasp, like if they took some lessons from it about the bees and, and how the colonies made up? Well, realistically, um, for the youngsters, it, it's more along the lines of don't be afraid of the bees. You know, bees aren't uh, bees aren't aggressive. They're not going to chase you down and and uh, to the next block over or the the next field over. You know, bees are defensive. Um, they're just they're going to stand up for their property just like you and I will. Um, knowing a little bit of the anatomy of the bee, sure. You know, there's 
I'm sure there's a couple of these youngsters that'll go to school come come the fall and be like, I learned all about bees this summer, and <laughs> I know they have three body parts and two wings and six legs and, you know, all that other great stuff. 20,000 of them can fly in one flight, come back and make half a pound of honey. That's right. <laughs> you know, uh, they fly up to three miles away or 60,000 bees in a colony or a hive. Or, you know, it's... It's things that uh, the youngsters can relate to, and, and one day when they're older, they'll make a decision, and you never know um, what part of that education drives that decision. And you have 16 hives, correct? Is that what you said? I have said? 16 hives on my property. Okay. Um, but we have many hives out at different farmers' fields for uh, pollination contracts, and uh, so we, we, we maintain bees uh, every day and most weekends. One of the things that stood out to me, Mike, was when you were talking about the European bee, it makes plenty of honey for itself, plus you to have, as you mentioned, 75 gallons a year yeah, from of 16 hives. 16 hives. Yeah. yeah, now, you know, 75 gallons, that's a great year, right? Not every year 75 gallons. Um, you know, last year last year in North Alabama, it was a, it was a good year. I think I got 55. Um, but, you know, middle, middle Alabama down in between Montgomery and, and Birmingham, you know, I keep uh, some of the beekeepers down there only got 20. You know, and it, it just all depends on your area, depends on the weather, the rainfall. Um, too wet a summer washes all the pollen or, and nectar right out of the flower. Um, so it, it, that's the variable is how much honey can you take. And you mentioned that you and your wife melted down the wax when you had those one and two degree temperature days this past winter. Yeah. How did it affect your bees and the colonies that you had? Well, so during the winter, you have to make sure that uh, you, you pack these bees with, with plenty of honey uh, so they can sustain, you know, colder temps like that. Uh, they, they generate all their own heat by vibration. So 96 degrees? 96 degrees in the hive, um, plus or minus half degree, depending on. So, you know, um, how did it affect them? Well, if you make sure that they have plenty of resources going into winter, you know, uh, one thing to keep keep in mind: Wisconsin, Maine, you know, these are states uh, have six, eight foot of snowfall. Typical, uh, very cold, very weather. cold weather. Yeah, and and as long as you pack the bees uh, correctly for for winter, they'll survive just fine. Do you keep track? And I've followed some of this about bees and the fact that there are things that are killing them off big reduction in bees yeah you know i i definitely uh i definitely pay attention to what's going on um i have my own personal views and thoughts uh that you know those are mine those are my personal um are the bees endangered i i don't think they're endangered but is is the uh the population declining absolutely it's in decline why is that you know, uh, there's a lot of different reasons. Uh, one of the biggest reasons is, is the Varroa mite. So this isn't something that, that humans are spraying or, or putting down, but this is, this is a pest. It's a mite. It gets into the hive. It breeds throughout the hive. It, it uh, sucks the bloods of, of the brood um, and, and, of course, the adult bees. So there, there's a lot of studying going on right now on the Varroa mite and how to treat the varroa mite. There's lots of different treatments out there, um, and everybody does things a little differently. There's some natural, there's, there's some chemical, um, 
but uh, there, there's also foul broad. Um, that, just seeing a lot of different things. That the wax is, moth, as you wa- mentioned. You know, wax moths, uh, hive beetles. Are these all things that have affected you and you've had you've seen them hive in your be- house? Hive beetles, wax moths, varroa mite, those are, those are what I deal with the most, yeah. Okay. Let me ask you this. How young were you when you became interested in bees? So, f- funny story, you know, I was, uh, I was seven years old. Um, went up to my grandfather's farm, 410 acres in Northern California, and he had a beehive. And uh, I wanted to see what was inside of it. So as a typical seven-year-old, I figured out how to open it up, and boy, did I ever get stung like, like nobody's business. Um, so that, that has kept with me my whole life. Uh, my grandfather helped me learn about bees and how to maintain bees. So through my travels throughout the country, um, I've, I've always kept bees. Uh, I, I, I can only think of a couple of times that I didn't, and that's just when I was traveling internationally. Um, but I've, I've been fascinated by bees since I was knee-high and in my britches. Right now, folks, we're talking to Mike McGowan at the Coleman Public Library in Coleman, Alabama. He's just presented to young people and old people alike, older people alike, his honeybee venture as a hobby uh, beekeeper. We're glad to have him on the show right now, and I hope you'll stick with us as we talk a little bit about maybe how you can connect with Mike. This was a great presentation, and you may want to have him present where you are, and that might be a possibility, so we'll talk about that when we come back. You are listening to The Mark White Show, and I'm your host, Mark White. Make a difference, all we have to do is try. Every day's a chance to change somebody else's life. Let's all do something good today. Bob Sykes Barbecue Restaurant has been a staple in Birmingham, Alabama for decades and is celebrating its 65th anniversary. This history is shared in a new book, From the Pit to the Plate, the story of Bob Sykes Barbecue by Birmingham author Nikki Sepsis. The book is a story told by the Bob Sykes family of how Bob Sykes Barbecue is much more than a beloved family business. It's a restaurant that honors a southern culinary tradition of food and fire. Bob Sykes Barbecue also is a fixture in the greater Birmingham area and even beyond, bringing diverse crowds of diners from the metro area and all over the country to Bessemer every day of the week except Sunday for award-winning barbecue. For more information about Bob Sykes Barbecue, go to bobsykes.com. Sykes is spelled S-Y-K-E-S. Athens Bible School is accredited by Advanced Ed, a member of the National Alliance of Concurrent Enrollment Partnerships, and is a satellite campus of Calhoun Community College. For more information, call 256-232-3525 or visit our website at athensbibleschool.org. With six convenient locations to serve you, Bankston Motorhomes is your local RV dealer. They have some of the top brand name RVs for sale at incredible prices. Whether you are looking for an awesome RV for a long-term road trip or a smaller or more lightweight RV for the occasional weekend getaway, Bankston Motorhomes is here to provide you with some outstanding options and deals that you just won't find anywhere else. For more information, go to bankstonmotorhomes.com or visit one of their six convenient locations in Huntsville, Florence, Warrior, Albertville, and Ardmore in Nashville, Tennessee. That's Bankston Motorhomes. This is Cora White inviting you to tune in every Saturday to Cora's Corner on the Mark White Show. 
Does throwing away glass make you feel guilty? Now there's a better way to keep Alabama beautiful, and it doesn't involve being taxed involuntarily like other recycling programs do now. Phoenix Glass Recycling is a local small business serving all of Madison County that comes directly to you once a month for as little as $8.25. You can sign up now at phoenixglassrecycling.com or if you live outside of Madison County, subscribe to their newsletter to be notified when service is available in your area. The summer is heating up. Have your next backyard celebration with TNT Fireworks. TNTfireworks.com. Have safe family fun with TNT Fireworks. Right now, we're coming to you from the Coleman Public Library in Coleman, Alabama, as I have Mike McGowan. He's a beekeeper, and he had a presentation today that was very insightful. I enjoyed it. It was educational for me and Cora. Glad to be able to bring her here. Welcome back to the show, Mike. Oh, thanks. Appreciate you. And thanks for your willingness to come out. It can be a little difficult as you have a mixture of all ages of children, and I know they'll make little noises and things going while you're talking, but you did a great job sticking to what you were doing and be able to answer the questions as the kids asked them. And you had some really, really young children who were down here today. Yeah, it really looked like we had we had all ages. Uh, yes. Certainly pre-K through, through six. Um, you know, manners are always... Sometimes they have them, sometimes they don't. But you know that comes with you, you, you gotta you gotta keep in mind you're at a public library, you're you're doing something for the community. So um, that's all to be expected. Uh, my wife says I have the patience of a saint when it comes to nice. children. <laughs> and uh, you know I just enjoy I just enjoy spreading wealth and information amongst the youngsters. It's a different thing to go out in the field and to work with your bees than to come in here and present. Oh, absolutely. What is it about you? that makes you want to come and, and share your experiences? Oh, I just think it's my, um, it's my love for the honeybee. You know, if I can, if I can teach a youngster or an old, oldster alike, um, I have no problem sitting there for hours. I, I can talk bees to somebody for, for days. Uh, they're so fascinating. They do so many different things within the hive. Has it gotten to the point where you've been able to do several presentations now like this or is this one of the first that you've been able to do well so this is one of the first that i've done in a long time um and it was it was great my wife just happened to have a mutual friend that lives down here in, in uh coleman that he he and his wife are friends of the library and and they were doing some you know this this whole year is all about bees and their summer programs are all about you know bees and working together and and so you know we were able to get get in contact and and uh you know here we are how about future presentations you've got a nice slideshow that you presented too well thanks I was you're up ready until about midnight last night getting it finished. <laughs> even the sounds of the bees man you pulled a pulled a video and were able to let the kids hear how the bees sound in the hives yeah they, they sound uh you know that that hive was a little aggressive by what i heard but uh <laughs> yeah you know bees bees are bees yeah, well, you've got a great presentation, and I do want people who are listening, maybe if it's possible for them to bring you out 
to their school as the school year starts, say in August, maybe they want to teach their kids about bees and there may be some class or specific subject they get to science or biology yeah, that ab- they'd like to have you come. Absolutely. Um, easiest way to get a hold of me is going to be uh, kdmapiaries at yahoo.com. Spell apiaries for everyone, please. <laughs> I know it's on the box over there. A-P-I-A-R-I-E-S. <laughs> All right. And then you also have honey for sale. I do. Uh, I've got some some little vintage jars here. They're, uh, they're $10 a unit. You know? I like that. Those are nice-looking jars. No, thank you. Where do you get those from? Well, you know, pre-COVID, uh, I had ordered a pallet, and uh, I'm just getting to the end of them because uh, they're just not available anymore. So most all honey nowadays is going into a mason jar anyways. Yes. I was actually making my great-grandmother's chocolate syrup, and I was searching for the right bottle. And for me, with chocolate syrup, it was going to be a squeeze bottle. Yeah. And there was a place in Kentucky yeah. to order those types of okay. bottles. But yeah. I know there's everybody has their different types of things. I've seen the teddy bear honey bottles and all the different yeah, types. Yeah, I prefer of, not the to. Uh, the honeycomb looking. I prefer type. not to support the plastic companies. I, I really like glass. You'll never get an off flavor from glass. And the cork in there, man, it's, it's oh, cool. Oh, it's great. Yeah, yeah. very cool. Yep. And the kids seem to enjoy the sample. You brought a, a sample here, and they were able to get a taste. And this may have been the first time that some of these kids have ever tasted honey. Yeah. Honestly, you didn't really have a chance to ask them, have you ever tasted honey? Have you ever tasted honey? But it might be their first experience. Yeah, very very well could have. You know, that's about the freshest honey uh, anybody's ever going to find. That I pulled that out of one of my honey supers about 6 o'clock this morning. Uh, on my way down so it was still warm when i loaded it up and brought it down nice so what's your day like other than coming here to speak to work with the honeys through a day well you know i'm not a full-time beekeeper i I don't beekeep for a living i beekeep for a hobby um as as years have progressed it's gotten gotten more and more of my time so when the sun's out uh when i get home from work uh, I usually go tend to bees for a couple hours, and then uh, Saturdays and Sundays, especially this time of year when we're getting ready to pull honey, um, you know those those Saturday and Sundays they're they're going to be twelve fourteen hour days. That's going to be pulling pulling the frames and and spinning the frames and then getting the frames back into the hives. What does tending mean prior to pulling the honey? What is what do you do to tend to the bees? Uh, that's a great question. Um, so you know. As an experienced beekeeper, the, a lot of times uh, it, it's spending five minutes in front of the hive and, and watching the bees uh, fly in and fly out. Uh, you, you can really tell the health of a hive by what's coming in. Uh, are they bringing in pollen? Uh, if they're bringing in pollen, then they're making babies. And if they're making babies, you have a queen. Uh, you don't even have to break open the hive to see that. Um, you know, now if, if you see a, a, a bunch of undertaker bees bringing out, um, half-developed larvae, you got a problem. You better open up that hive. So, you know, I'll, I'll spend I'll spend a, a few minutes um, inspecting what's coming in, what's going out, and if I think the hive is healthy, I don't open it. I just continue moving on. Uh, most all my hives, I have scales on, so I can walk right up, hit the RFID on the uh, on the old iPhone app, and it'll pop up and it'll tell me what the weight of that that whole hive is. And from there, I can judge how full my honey supers are. Wow. So I, I, I don't have to pull frames out for the honey supers. I, I can just look at the weights, count how many honey supers I have, and say, okay, this one's ready for harvest. That's, That's incredible. Yeah. How many people will go in as you pull honey will help you on those 12 to 14-hour days? Is that just you? That's or just me. Or do you have me. a team of folks? No, it's just me. 
<laughs> you know, it, like I said, you know, when I'm when I'm tending to the bees, when I'm in the hives, whatever I'm doing, um, is it hard work? Yes, but uh, that's my zen. That's that's where I find peace with myself and the world. So working with the bees, listening to the bees, uh, smelling the bees. You know, there's there's a lot of sensory there, and of course getting stung by a bee. You know, that'll wake you up in a hurry if you're getting sleepy. So, <laughs> so. Uh, but I enjoy working by myself. When you pull those combs out and you first, you've got the honey there, what is the first container that it goes into? Oh, I've got a, I've got a large storage container that, that uh, I'll, I'll wipe all the bees off with a honey brush or shake them off, whatever, whatever means necessary and, and uh, lock them down. The, the thing about taking out a, a frame of honey uh, out of the hive is every bee in the general area is going to go to that frame because it's no longer contained inside a hive which means it's not protected by bees so if you just leave it out say on your little little red flyer there um, taking it across the yard to go get it into the uh, extractor you're going to come back with a whole lot less honey because them robber bees are going to come out and empty it. okay and as you extract you're extracting it from what i'm looking at where you peeled out the taste and that has a lot of wax. Mm -hmm. So what type of machine do you have, an extractor to separate that honey from the comb itself? Uh, so it goes into a centrifuge and I just spin it out. So I can put 10 of those frames in the centrifuge and uh, so I extract 10 frames at a time. It takes, I don't know, three to five minutes. Uh, if for that, each one? Yeah, for all 10. Okay, for all 10. Yeah, so every three to five minutes and, and 10 is uh, probably somewhere between three and a half and five gallons. That's a pretty good investment in an extractor like oh, that. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm imagining right now, yeah. is I'm thinking about the work that I did in my factory and different things it took. Well, yeah, you, you know how much uh, industrial equipment can cost. You yes. know? And I, I, yeah, I've got some uh, honey heating tanks that, that we have to use to decrystallize honey from time to time during bottling because one thing about it is honey straight from the hive, it, it's not will it crystallize, it's when yes right um or if it will crystallize it's when so you know all honey crystallizes um to get it flowing real good into bottling you know you, you heat it up so some of that equipment's really expensive some you know it's it's as simple as a a knife for cutting off the uh, the cap of the honey my granddad loved having the comb in his honey. Yep. So he'd purchase do. it in the big jar with a big comb in it, and he liked that wax. Yeah. And I, I came to enjoy that growing up with my grandparents. They raised me, and so we they were very natural people. They liked going to the Amish country oh, and getting molasses and yep. peanut brittle and, you know, the different things that people were making themselves. Yeah, and actually the Amish, uh, they, they make most of my bee equipment. Okay. You know, I buy all of my hives and all of my my brood chambers and honey supers I, I get all that from the Amish very nice yep well Mike McGowan once again let's tell people how they can connect with you before we go and if they're interested in honey or they're interested in a presentation like you did today here at the Coleman Public Library yeah the easiest way to get a hold of me and the best way is uh KDM Apiaries at yahoo.com. All right, Mike McGowan, thank you for joining me here on the Mark White Show today. Thank you again for the presentation to these young people and teaching them about bees. I know that they took some knowledge that they're going to be able to build on from this point. There's there's some things that they're going to be able to glean out of it, like you said, some nuggets that they're going to be able to take with them and, and build on that. And maybe you'll have a, a young person who wants to raise bees in the future just because of today. Yep. And it could happen. You know, for all the listeners out there, if, if they're interested in raising bees, there's uh, everybody has county extension or 
local beekeepers association and worst case scenario or or just go find you a local beekeeper go to a farmer's market see where where the local bees come and most likely the guy on the, or gal on the other side of the table they're a local beekeeper and most of your beekeepers love to share their interest in beekeeping very nice thanks again mike mcgowan Folks, here on the Mark White Show, we're recognizing difference makers and sharing their stories to encourage and inspire. I hope that you'll share this show with your family, your friends, and your neighbors. Let them know about the Mark White Show and what we're doing to make a difference in our communities around the country and the world. I want you to follow the Mark White Show on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe to the Mark White Show podcast wherever you get your podcast. You have been listening to an on-location edition of the Mark White Show coming to you from the Coleman County Library in Coleman, Alabama. And this is Mark White encouraging you to find your purpose by making a difference in someone's life today. There are moments in life you wish you could capture forever. Alabama the Beautiful is a new online magazine that preserves images from sweet home Alabama. Yours anytime, online, every month. Where the eye captures the moment and it really does last forever. Be sure to check out alabamathebeautifulmagazine.com. Thompson Roofing and Construction is a locally owned family business serving the North Alabama and Southern Tennessee area. They are a Better Business Bureau A-plus member since 2011 and a GAF Master Elite Contractor. Give them a call at 256-952-3309 or check them out on the web at 256roofing.com. They offer free inspections. Thompson Roofing and Construction. Mr. Cecil Batchelor is the one that started this business as Dependable Service Center. And even though now it's Green's Dependable Hardware and we're a true value store, our tagline is still your Dependable Service Center. We've tried to keep that alive for all these years. Mr. Batchelor really started a good business. We're really excited to be carrying on a long-standing tradition. It's the oldest retail store in the city of Russell. We're Green's Dependable Hardware, 15220A, Highway 43 in Russellville, Alabama. We're right behind McDonald's or right across the street from the hospital. Number is 256-331-0123. The Dependable Service Center. Is it time for a haircut? Give my friend Philip Butler at Southwind Barbershop a call. Located in Rogersville, Alabama. You can call him at 256-247-5658. Make an appointment or just walk in. That's Southwind Barbershop in Rogersville, Alabama. Are you building your dream home? Or have you decided to stay in your current home and remodel? Either way, we all know that kitchens and baths are smart investments when it comes to the value and livability of our homes. Regardless of the project size or complexity, you want and deserve quality products and amazing service before, during, and most importantly, after the sale. A big part of that service is dealing with people that understand their products and can provide advice and consultation that you can rely on. Sounds like a tall order for sure. Who can give you the brands you know and trust and the professional help you deserve? Our friends over at Park Supply Company, of course. They are the go-to for all of your kitchen, bath, and DIY needs. 
Visit their locations in Huntsville and Athens and you will understand the difference of the Park Supply Way. Large selection with the small hometown feel you love. Mention this ad and receive a one-time coupon good for $10 off of a $50 purchase. Go to parksupplycompany.com and connect with them today. The summer is heating up. Have your next backyard celebration with TNT Fireworks. TNTfireworks.com. Have safe family fun with TNT Fireworks. Sand gentle people who shout a friendly heart when they go passing by who live and love in my hometown. Ah, these are my kind of people. 